Hey friends, thanks so much for tuning into the Inner Revolution podcast. Are you ready to be changed? Well, let's go. Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to another cast with the Inner Revolution. I wanted to talk a little bit about something we introduced in a uh, church ministries class recently, and I think it's very relevant to our everyday life. And the principle that we brought up was from a gentleman by the name of Christian Schwartz, and he wrote a book by Uh, He wrote a book called All By Itself, and it's all about natural church development. And I I like his perspective in a lot of ways because he is looking at obstacles uh, and turning obstacles into resources. And he brings out a principle that we see in John chapter 5 that I want to read here in a minute, but it's called the windmill, the windmill principle. And uh, when you think about a windmill, uh, it's, uh, you know, it harnesses the wind, first of all, and it, it develops it into a resource. So uh, when you consider our life where there's resistance, differences, challenges, um, uh, just like a, uh, someone on a sailboat, he positions his sail to harness the wind and move him forward rather than fighting against the wind. And um, being held back. So positioning your windmill, if we could say, uh, will actually harness the difficulty, the the challenge, and make it something that propels you forward or works uh, for the kingdom of God. Now, so many of us are trying to maybe make our situations right. I want to have this corrected to be right or moral. But actually, that's where we face a lot of our resistance, and it's futile, actually, in a lot of ways. It's futile. So really, that might sound a little odd to you, but we're not necessarily trying to make our situations right. But first, we're trying to make them godly. We're trying to make them godly. So before we can address someone's moral behavior or someone's moral code, we first have to address their spiritual nature, their spiritual heart. That's why an unbeliever uh, is, um, we can't expect a whole lot from them in one regard because they are lost. They're an enemy of Christ. So when we initiate to them a godly value, of course, they're not going to understand that. So I want to talk a little bit about uh, how to make the harness the wind or harness our problems or re and make them a resource, make them a resource. I mean, we see a great example of this. John chapter five, Jesus is uh, there at the pool of uh, Bethsaida and there were many sick there. And uh, there was a man in verse five that was there for 38 years. Now think about that, 38 years. How long have you been struggling with your issues? Well, or my issues? Well, 38 years is a long time, long time. But Jesus saw him lying there. And I love that. Let me just say this. When Jesus walks by and sees you or I, there's so much comfort in that. There's so much comfort in that, knowing that he sees our troubles. He sees our resistances. He sees our our uh, weakness. He sees these things, and he has a plan to um, cause them to build us, cause us to uh, 
be strengthened. Those things that were meant to defeat us actually are meant in God's eyes as we turn to him to build us, to build us up in him. So Jesus knew the man had been sick for a long time. That's another interesting point, huh? Jesus, it's the first time we see his contact with him, but Jesus knew the man. He knew that he had some issues that were debilitating. And then he asks this question, would you like to be healed? Now, now just think about that situation. Now, this man had issues of health issues. Uh, we go on to see in this story that there were many excuses that he brought up that he couldn't get to the pool in time when the water was stirred. Other people stood before him. He pretty much had given up. His The, the obstacles had pretty much caused him to uh, give up. Well, Jesus said, would you like to be healed? So this is the first thing that I'd like to say is uh, a lot of time our difficulties and our challenges, they rise up excuses in our lives why things are the way they are. Uh, and I want you to think about that excuses, like reasons why we can't do something, the reasons why we we don't want to do something. They're, they're, uh, they're, they're statements that keep us uh, in the resistance or keep us in the problem. You know, someone might say, uh, well, I work with difficult people or uh, I have problems with my finances or uh, I have a besetting sin or uh, the opinions of people. Uh, these people are, are stiff necked and not able to really uh, understand uh, what I'm doing. Uh, maybe it's resources that are limited. Maybe it's uh, past failures. Maybe it's um, all kinds of uh, doubt in our heart. Well, these are these are the the resistant wind, if I could say. This is the resistant wind that's coming against you or I and holding us back, holding us in place, holding us in a struggle. Well, Jesus says here, would you like to be healed? I mean, Jesus went right to the heart of the matter. And then what does the man say? The sick man said, sir, I have not one to put me in the pool when the water is moving. When I was coming, another one gets in front of me. So immediately, and it's it's understandable, he is living in natural thinking and reasoning and excuses. He, he brings up real issues that, uh, that that are holding him back from the healing. Jesus doesn't even address those. He said, get up pick up your bed and walk. And immediately as the man believes, right, he picks up his bed and walks. And this happened on the day of rest. So how do we turn, how do we turn our windmill in a direction where the, the wind that's coming against us uh, is actually a resource? And this happens in the church a lot too. Um, this author brings up a great illustration about how there's a cart and and in the cart, there are circular wheels, but on the cart, there are square wheels. And if you know anything, if you try to drag a cart by horses or by machinery that has square wheels, it is exceptionally difficult because, you know, obviously you need circular wheels to, to move, the, move the cart. Well, this happens a lot in ministry. This happens a lot in organizations where when people are in the wrong place, it's like square wheels on the cart. And then you have, uh, you have to discover and train and pray 
and disciple people to put the right to put the right people in the right places. So in this analogy, you're moving the the circular wheels on on the uh, on the cart and putting the square wheels in the cart. But oftentimes it's very much the opposite. So that resist that resistance that you're facing, that difficulty that is nagging, it's actually designed to propel you forward. It's designed to bring you before God. It's it's designed to drive you and I to our knees. So so let's say there's people problems. Okay, there's people problems. Well, one of the greatest issues with people is they're not trained, they're under-challenged, and uh, they are fighting a lot inside themselves, right? James chapter 4, verse 1 and 2. So a way to turn the sail, if we could say, like a sail, like a sailboat, sailboatsman he is turning he is he's finding where the wind is and he's turning his sail to harness the wind so with people we can't change people we can't fight people we can't um we can't just we can manipulate them but it will not last and it will not be a pretty scene so what do we do we train people we train people so your team your organization is as a is as effective just like our just like our, um, our our own ministry we're as effective as our training so uh, again taking the time to not make the situation right that's not the first step and that might sound a little odd but it's to make it godly okay so with people we're initiating Christ we're demonstrating Christ we're prayerful and keeping our own lives in subjection what does this do People then begin to see what you're saying demonstrated in First uh, Peter chapter three verse one. It's not just word only, but it's in conduct. Uh, so that's a big thing. So if you have difficult people in your life, the issue isn't the person. The issue is how we respond and how we handle difficult people. So if I'm if I'm living in the spirit, acting godly, then it's it's presenting another way of thinking, another way of of handling that person that maybe they've never been handled that way. They've never been handled with respect. They've never been handled with uh, dignity. So and I'm not saying this is a quick fix, but just like you're turning your sail, you're positioning your windmill so that person's difficulty, carnality or obstinance or stubbornness it's not affecting you as much but you're you're again showing them what true leadership is you're showing them what true love is you're showing them what true humility is maybe it's finances maybe some of your resistance is finances again uh the the temptation is to hold on tight to what we have but god loves a cheerful giver so in giving in a generous way we see uh, the generous man never lacks. We see that just to the measure that we give, uh, Paul says it, to the measure that we give is to the measure that we will receive. Um, again, maybe it's opinions, maybe it's people's ideas of how they are uh, handling themselves, right? It's again, it's like, what am I demonstrating? Am I demonstrating frustration? Maybe. Uh, am I am I reacting? Maybe. But see, that's not, that's not, um, helping the situation that's just causing you and i to be more frustrated it's causing us to again be be hunkered down and in bondage and pressed pressed backwards by the resistance of the wind so when jesus says here to the man that 
wanted to be, uh, that was stuck, really. He was stuck, 38 years stuck. He said, do you want to be healed? Like he went to the heart of the matter. Do you want to be healed? And of course, when we think about that, man, we said, of course, why wouldn't he want to be healed? Well, God wanted him to acknowledge and recognize that that was the real issue. That was the real issue. Do you believe I can heal you? Do you believe? And really, the, the man didn't know who Christ was, but the issue was he was talking to his heart. When God speaks to our heart, when God walks by, we have many excuses why we can't follow him, why we can't be obedient, why we can't demonstrate his life to others. Many excuses. It's what that person said. It's what that person did. It's 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 my right. Well, again, before things are made right, we have to initiate godliness. We have to initiate another kingdom. We have to initiate another spirit. And Romans 2.4 gives us a beautiful example, even with the gift of repentance. It's the goodness of God that gives the ability for us to change our mind and change our way. So what are you confronting with people today? Are you confronting with, with them their failures or the reason why they're not complying? Or maybe there are reasons why that uh, what they're doing is wrong. <clears throat> Train them love them, spend the extra time, invest in them, invest in them. Your team, your um, the people that you're ministering to, they, they must have relationship. So, and remember, a lot of people negatively act out because of past wounds and hurts. People that are hurt will hurt again. They'll hurt people. So, when you and I are turning our sail into the wind, we're saying, okay, what the devil meant for evil, we're surrendering that that situation to God, and it's going to be something that moves us forward. The tragedy will grow us deeper with God. The difficulty will cause us to learn how to pray. What was meant to destroy us will now build us. So this is a mindset that is so valuable. Instead of living in an excuse or defense mechanisms or reactions, reactionisms, we can say, okay, God, this is not going the way I want. Uh, I'm not enjoying this, but I'm called to know you in it. I'm called to be quiet and still in it. And uh, in the storm, you are with us. You are with us. So where's your windmill pointed today? Where's your sail pointed today? Um, go, go, uh, don't fight people. That's just, uh, it's never flesh and blood as Ephesians 6, 10 through 12 tells us. It's always principalities and powers. So instead of fighting, rolling up our sleeves, we can go deep with God. We can get on our knees with God. We can cause that difficult person or that difficult situation or that nagging problem. We can surrender it to God and say, Lord, what are you teaching me? What is your plan in your mind here? What is it that uh, that I need to learn in this situation? So typically problems and trials last uh, to the measure that uh, we learn the ultimate lesson. So, uh, you know, for the Israelites, it took them 40 years to, to uh, in the desert for them to learn a lesson. I pray that it's not like that for us but that we seek God first, we pray first, and, and um, we're quieted first. So don't just live in the morality of right and wrong, but live in the spiritual reality of what is God's uh, godly uh, heart towards that person. What is God's uh, mindset to that person 
or to yourself for that matter, or to our failures, our past. Think about we are forgiven, it is forgotten, and it's gone forever in Psalm 103, 10 through 12. So whatever you're facing today, uh, face God first. Face God first. Face God first. And then your windmill, your sail, everything else will be pointed in a way that will move you forward in knowing God and demonstrating God and glorifying God. God bless you. Thanks, friends, for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode.